0: You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. Thank you, Jesus. I do believe God's, I do believe God's getting ready, and I think that, I don't know if you've felt like this, but I I believe that even in my own my own life and my own prayer time and hearing the Lord speak that he's preparing our hearts and doing things in our hearts to get us ready for what's to come. I'm just going to share real quick. Um, on Friday, Jarrett would tell you I was sitting on the couch and I'm like, you know, sometimes as the weeks leading up i know god will be like this is what this is what i want you to prepare for sunday and and i'm like okay you know and i'll start studying it or sometimes he'll give me something really large and it's like oh this is going to take a lot of work a lot of a lot of studying if it's more along the teaching lines and 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 sometimes you know i'll know ahead of time and other times it'll be just something that i'm like i, I know this is where god's breathing on and then sometimes it'll come on a friday and i'm like god <laughs> You're still there, <laughs> and so I was sitting on the couch on Friday, and I'm like, "Jared's like, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting," and and he began to talk to me about Moses. Yeah. And, and, and so I began to read it, and I was sitting there reading about the about Moses and how he, like Wayne talked about the other day, about how he was, you know, arguing with God and talking to God about his faults and, and, and the things that he was missing, and, and I might read it in a moment. And so I could feel God breathing on this. And so I went downstairs. I have a room that has a lot of my shoes in it, and it's also where I pray. It's just right. It's right. <laughs> and uh, I began, I began to pray. And suddenly, the Lord began to deliver me. <laughs> from a spirit of fear. And I believe this morning that the Lord wants to do this in his church. To deliver a spirit of fear Moses, and he, if you don't know the story, Moses was born a Hebrew, but Pharaoh, the Egyptian, he wanted the Hebrew boys killed. And so his mother put him in a basket and sent him in in the river. And and Pharaoh's daughter was bathing in the water. She found him. She took him as her own and raised him. And he was raised an Egyptian. He was a Hebrew raised as an Egyptian. I'm just going to read... From Exodus 2, verse 11, it says, many years later, when Moses had grown up, he went out to visit his own people, so he knew that he was Hebrew. He went out and he visited the the Hebrews, his own people, and he saw how hard they were forced to work. During his visit, he saw an Egyptian beating one of his own fellow Hebrews. After looking in all directions to make sure no one was watching, Moses killed the Egyptian and hid the body in the sand. The next day, when Moses went out to visit his people again, he saw two Hebrew men fighting. Why are you beating up your friend, Moses said, who had started the fight, and the man replied, who appointed you to be our prince and judge? Are you going to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? In other words, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are, Moses? A Hebrew, on the inside of him, he already had this longing for justice to, to help the Hebrew people, but yet he finds himself in a position where... He doesn't even belong. Who do you think you are? Are you gonna rescue us? Who do you think you are? And then you also have it where he has stepped out in his own ability. God didn't tell him to kill the Egyptian and he steps out in his own. something on the inside of him that knew that he was meant for something. Or a justice on the inside of him, but he stepped out on his own. And now all of a sudden it says here, it says in the, in the, in the New King James, it says, and fear entered. Here in the New Living, it says, then Moses was afraid, thinking everyone knows what I did." And then he goes off running. Pharaoh wants to kill him and he goes off running and he ends up that he's in another place. He's in Midian. And there he is again in another place where he doesn't belong. And then this, finds him, I'm paraphrasing, and then this woman finds him, he helps her, kind of saves her, or some other women, and, and he saves her, and they go back, and they tell their father that they met this man, and he says, well, why did you leave him there? Go get him, and so then he brings him, and Moses accepts the invitation, and he lives there for a very long time. in that moment, it says fear entered. And I wonder how many places in our own hearts and lives that we can go back and recognize that there were situations and there were times that happened where fear entered. And we began to ask ourselves the question, who, who do I think I am? When God shows up and says, Church, it's time to arise, and we're like, Yes, all of them, but not me, because I've messed up in my life, because I tried to step out once and things happened, or people rejected me, or I've never really belonged, and so then it says end of chapter two, it says years passed and the king of Egypt died, but the Israelites, they continued to groan under their burden of slavery. They cried out for help and their cry rose to God and God heard their groaning and he remembered his covenant promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and he looked down on the people of Israel and he knew it was time to act. Man, I love that. He knew this is the time. every moment he knows he knows the time he knows when he's gonna move he knows when he's gonna act he knows the time and so he looks down and he says it's time and so then all of a sudden in chapter 3 you have him it says one day as in like life was going on as usual and Moses is tending the flock and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of the bush, and Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. And he says, this is amazing. Why isn't the bush burning? I must go see. And when the Lord saw that Moses was coming to take a closer look... Take a closer look today, church. Can we not expect the usual from the middle of the bush. He said, Moses, Moses, and he, Moses said, here I am. God says, don't come any closer, take your sandals off for you're standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. And the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. This is so interesting because he's answering something that's on the inside of Moses's heart. This is something that Moses is carrying. This is something that Moses has been carrying. And God says to him, I see it too. I see it too. I wonder, many of us here are carrying burdens, carrying passions for things that God has placed on the inside of us, and we don't understand how things have happened or why things have happened, but I feel like the urgency on the Lord say, I see it too, I see it too, and so he begins to speak to him. I have heard the cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and led them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is the land flowing with milk and honey and the land where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites and the Jebusites now live. Then he says, "Look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abuse them." Then he says to Moses, "Now go. Now, now's the time. Now go. For I am sending you, Pharaoh. You must lead my people, Israel, out of Egypt. Now go. That there is a cry." that's been coming forth that the Lord is saying go it's time it's time it's time to go it's time to go it's time to move it's time to obey it's time to step out into the things that I have called you to do but then Moses goes back and he begins to protest he protests what the Lord is saying he says who am I to appear before Pharaoh who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt Fear will always tell you that you are not enough. Fear will always say you aren't it. Fear always looks at me, but faith looks at God. looking at God and who he is and this is what God begins to say he says I will be with you he's like who am I God says I will be with you he doesn't answer who he is he answers with who God is who I am I'm going to be with you and this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this mo- at this mountain. And Moses protests again and he says, if I go the people of Israel and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent you, they will ask me, what is his name? then what should I tell them? There's, there's a fear of man. Why? Because Moses has been this place before. I stepped out one time before. I tried to help the Hebrews. I tried to help my people and they turned on me. And I believe that there's this, this healing that God wants to take place, this deliverance that God wants to take place of this. I'm scared of what they may say. I'm scared because I've been hurt. I've gone this way before God. And God answers him back. I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. Now go and call together all the elders of Israel. Tell them, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors has appeared to you. I have been watching closely and I see how the Egyptians are treating you. I've promised to rescue you from the oppression in Egypt. I will lead you to the land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites and all of those people live. And then God goes on to say that the elders are gonna hear you, They're, they're gonna listen, they're gonna accept what you have to say, but Pharaoh's not. And then he gives them some strategy for that. And then in Exodus 4, Moses is protesting right at the the beginning of the chapter, he begins protesting again. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? And so the Lord begins to say, okay, Moses, what's in your hand? Moses says, a staff. He says, throw it on the ground. And so he throws the staff on the ground and, and it turns into a stake and Moses jumps back and then he says, now pick it up. And Moses picks it up, turns back to a staff. And then God says, if that's not good enough, put your hand inside your coat. He puts his hand inside his coat and he pulls it out and he's got a disease on his hand. He says, now put it back in. He puts it back in, his hand's healed. He goes, use those. But if that doesn't work, take some water. From the Nile, pour it out, it'll turn into blood. He says, I'm giving you, I'm equipping you. This is who I am. And I just hear the Lord saying that I have equipped you. You have been equipped. You have been equipped. In verse 10 Moses pleads with the Lord. Oh Lord, I'm not good with words. Like I have I have never been and I'm not now, even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. And the Lord answers him back, who makes a man's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, he says it again, now go. I will be with you as you speak and I will instruct you in what to say. Moses pleads again with the Lord, please send anyone else, please, that it's come to the moment where the Lord has showed up and said, it is time. Moses begins to wrestle with himself. But then there's this, and then doesn't God know this, and isn't there this, and there is a spirit of fear that is on the inside of Moses that is stopping him from moving. In Proverbs 29 verse 25 in the passion it says like this fear and intimidation is a trap that holds you back but when you place your confidence in the Lord you will be seated in high places in the living translation it says fearing people is a dangerous trap but trusting the Lord means safety that you think that staying in this place that not moving forward is safe. That is the spirit of fear saying, you're just safe, stay here, don't move. And the and, and the Lord would say to you today, this is a trap. Do not, do not follow this pathway. And the Lord shows up today Church to move forward, and He's calling you to step up into the fullness of what He has called you to do, and you will not move forward in the spirit of fear. And so He says, "I have come to m- remove that thing from you." This is listen. There's a scripture verse that I have been that I have been that I have been um, just mulling over in my heart. I was talking about it with Deidre the other day. I've probably talked about it with many of you because I can't can't stop thinking about it, but there's this. It says that Jesus told them this parable. There was a man who planted a fig tree in the orchard, but every time he came to gather fruit from this tree, he found none. Fruit was barren. So he said to his gardener, For the last three years, I've come to gather figs from my tree, but it remains fruitless. What a waste, go ahead and cut it down. But the gardener protested, sir, we should leave it one more year. Let me fertilize and cultivate it. Then let's see if we'll produce fruit. And I got stuck on this place of the gardener showing up and saying, Let let me let me fertilize this, let me cultivate it, let me prune it, let me cut it back. And as I was thinking about this scripture verse the other day, as I was in prayer, and the Lord was With my own heart. This song came on by upper room. And I think it was called Tend, and it was a prayer, and 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 the prayer on it, he said, pruning season is a really strange time. It's like a disorienting time where you're like, what's actually happening? is life pruning should be celebrated because it means that fruit has been coming forth and he's cutting back more so that more fruit can come forth from your life and he says can, can we surrender to the pruning and this is And this is what I began to realize that as the Lord began to prune my life, because of the disorientation where you're like, you know, whoa, you don't want, you don't want me to go there anymore. You want that cut off. Whoa, you're cutting this off. Okay. You know, like I thought we were going this way and now we're going that way. Like, okay, God, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know if anyone else has felt like that. I know Wayne has. What what began to happen in my own heart is I began to fear what was happening. I began to fear what was taking place instead of putting my faith in God. My father used to say this all the time, fear is satanic faith you're still putting your trust in something. What does the Bible say? It says we walk by faith and not by sight. When there's fear, you're still walking by something that's unseen. This might happen. This could happen. What if Like you see this with Moses? What if this? What if that? But what about me? But what? And he says, have faith in God. This is who I am. So in the pruning, and in the cutting, in that moment, just me in my shoes, I began to celebrate what he was cutting away. in every area because I trust you because I trust you. This is what I want to do. I know I've said this before, that I believe that we're stepping into new levels of freedom. is dealing with the fear that would hold us back. They would say, but Lord, what about this? Lord, what about me? Lord, about this, that, this, the other thing. Or here's another one. What about them? Moses said that too. What if they say this? Lord would deliver us from the fear of man. I had this conversation the other day. I have a lot of conversations. In the conversation, we we're talking about the fear of man. And the fear of man will cause you to wear a mask. And you know, it will cause the spirit of religion to move in. Why? Because it feels safe. The fear of man will be a nice church. Connections there because it's safe. The fear of man keeps people out. Jesus said, Father, I pray that they'd be one just as you and I are. Fear. Doesn't keep you safe. With well, the scripture that we read in Proverbs 29, it is your trust and your confidence in God that is safety. That's what's safe. That's the only thing that's safe is my trust and my confidence in the Father. So I'm gonna op- I'm gonna open up the altar and I'm gonna ask this. The worship team is gonna sing. But I'm gonna ask this that what the Lord is telling you to do right now, even in, if it feels uncomfortable that you would obey and you would begin to say this to the Lord, Father, I repent for allowing the fear to be what has guided me, to be what has made my decisions. To what has been the compass that I have followed. I repent of that, God. You are the author of faith. So faith rise up in me. And then you begin to say to the Lord, I trust you. I am laying down everything, every concern, everything that I've brought, and I'm laying it here because when I stand back up, I'm following after what you have said. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca